This is Stories from the Storm, a series of oral histories on Hurricane Harvey from Houston Public Media and the Houston Flood Museum. Today, Police Chief Art Acevedo and Sheriff Ed Gonzalez. Both Acevedo and Gonzalez were new to their roles as the region's top law enforcement officials when the storm hit. Without missing a beat, they worked as a team to keep order in the midst of all the destruction. They were also instrumental in letting Houston's large immigrant community know that help was available to all, not only those with proper documentation. My name is Art Acevedo, Chief of Police, Houston, Texas. Ed Gonzalez, Harris County Sheriff. Chief, I wanted to ask you, uh, it was your first year as the Houston Police Chief here in I know you hail from uh, California, uh, and then obviously you were in Austin, but uh, have you ever encountered something like a hurricane of of that magnitude? Well, you know, having been in Southern California for 21 years as a police officer with the California Patrol, I've dealt with, uh, you know, wildfires that have burnt hundreds and thousands of homes, mudslides, uh, earthquakes, uh, the L.A. riots, but I had never experienced a hurricane, A, and B, I had never experienced such a widespread Disaster. I mean, everywhere it went, if you remember, it was we drove around and yeah. we'd be calling each other, what's going on in your area of responsibility and comparing notes. It's like you, you couldn't drive more than a mile without seeing a lot of destruction. It was something unique, but we knew that was coming. That's why I think our departments were ready because we put them in the right frame of mind. I was really impressed with the way we all came together, you know, with Chipenya, constables, ourselves, how our agencies work together, how we all pull together. Uh, there wasn't a lot of time to train together and prepare for something of this magnitude. Uh, all of us were relatively new to our roles. Again, you know, it was my first year as sheriff, your, your first year here. But I think everybody really rose up and, and took on the challenge and, and everybody pulled together. And I knew I always felt comfortable knowing that that you had your your area on lockdown and the communication that was going on, not only at our level, but the lower levels as well. I'm not sure if you saw something similar. I did. And, and, you know, I think that leaders set the tone for the departments. And, you know, I remember you when you were in the council and I was a member of council. And so Mm -hmm. we we go back a long way. And I don't think people realize just how close we really are. We tease each other. We have a really deep friendship and respect. And but I think that really permeates that that it really trickles down when our men and women see you and I, Chief Pena, uh, the constables, everybody getting along, not being empire buildings, but being bridge builders, not building walls between departments, but actually building bridges where we're working together. That synergy really paid off. And then you add on top of that, the way that uh, Judge Emmett and uh, Mayor Turner worked yeah. together. They were like, here's a guy that identifies with the Republican Party, and here's a guy that Demo- uh, identifies with the Democratic Party. <laughs> but you know what? They led as Houstonians, not worried about politics. They were worried about results. And I think that the proof is in the pudding. And what we showed as a region is that despite being very under-resourced, I mean, our department is hundreds and hundreds of not a couple thousand officers short. Your department's mm-hmm. the way. We didn't make excuses. All of our mm-hmm. men and women made a difference. And the community that we serve is so diverse, really showed the world what community is all about. And that's neighbor helping neighbor. And I'm, it'll be after a 32-year career, this is probably... Harvey will remain in my heart and my mind as one of the highlights of my career. Yeah. Um, I know you you always uh, tout our diversity, you know, in relational policing and, and Mayor Turner, uh, you know, calling us a welcoming city, and we definitely are. How did that play a role in your very avid in social media? We both are, you know, yeah. we're very engaged. And so how did that help 
you know, with your communications to the public and why was it important at that time to, uh, to you know, get the message out? Well, I think that uh, we, we are operating at a time in our nation's history where there's a lot of division. There's a lot of uh, demonization of people based on where they're from or their color of their skin, their religion they follow, their immigration status. We, we have be- we've become a nation in the last few years where we've really marginalized people. Uh, you and I... Uh, have worked diligently as leaders in our teams to build trust, right? When SB4 was being mm-hmm. uh, championed by the legislature and packaged as a public safety measure, we spoke out against it as public safety executives because we knew it ran contrary to that. And I think it's uh, we have to give credit where credit's due to our federal partners as well. Despite the political rhetoric uh, coming from the highest levels of the federal government, uh, you know, you and I talked to ICE and we mm-hmm. talked to the Department of Homeland Security because they all came to help and thank God they did. We had Border Patrol here. We had ICE agents here. We had HSI here. But at, at our urging, they put out the message that they weren't here to conduct any type of operation in terms of immigration enforcement. You recall mm-hmm. the ICE actually tweeted it out to the community in English and Spanish. Uh, we put it out. And I think that helped allay a lot of the fears. And when you have 600,000 potentially 600,000 undocumented immigrants in a region like we do here. Uh, I really felt that it was uh, it was good on their part. They put that message out, not just in Houston, but along the entire Gulf Coast. It was hit by Harvey. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back, what's uh, one or two memories that stick out the most from your hur- uh, Hurricane Harvey experience? Uh, to me, when, uh, when we went to look for uh, Sergeant Perez, um, oh. and, uh, and we knew that, there was a high probability he was in the water and we knew that he was in that muddy contaminated water and we knew he's there in full uniform. Uh, but the storm had still hadn't passed. It was still raining up North of the city. And to have the conversation with our officers about uh, making the decision that this is what we knew to be a recovery mission and you cannot risk lives to recover a body. We just couldn't do it. Yeah. But to see the anguish in their faces and the angst uh, and, and the fact that they wanted to go in, but we had to make the right decision. And then, uh, you know, there's nothing worse as a, pol- as a police officer, whether it's your employee or just a member of the community. One of the toughest things, toughest things to do as a police officer is to notify somebody that they're never going to yeah. see their loved ones again. And when, when uh, uh, Mrs. Perez was coming up the driveway... And when we had to fly us out there because yeah. it was all flooded, we couldn't get to his house. Uh, and she saw me in the doorway. She knew right away. And, you know, and that's something that doesn't leave you. But uh, that's something you cannot give somebody else to do, I don't think, as leaders. Mm-hmm. That's our responsibility. And uh, as a person of faith, I'll never forget. Uh, she started crying, and I'll never forget when we because she had a big crucifix on the wall, and I knew it was a, it was a, a family with faith. When I walked in, I'm going, thank you, Jesus. I, mm-hmm. I have something to work with. Because with mm-hmm. faith, we can have hope, right? Mm-hmm. And with hope, we can we can have all kinds of good outcomes. And so the second I started talking to her about what, she, it, that, you know, if you're, if, you know, God's going to call you. I mean, the day we're born, people of faith, we, 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 I believe that the good Lord has a date already for us. And I and I looked at her, and I'll never forget, she was sitting there crying. I said, look at me, and I, and I kind of grabbed her by the face, and I said, it, your personal faith, if Steve, do you believe that in destiny that God calls you when he's ready, no matter what you do, 
did the day it's time for you to go to college? And she said, yes. She said, yes. And I said, if Steve knew that today was the day the good Lord was going to call him home, how do you think he would have wanted to go? Sitting here with you while the whole city and region needed him or out doing what he dedicated his whole life, giving his life and sending a very powerful message about service and about sacrifice. And she got the, I swear, she stopped crying like on a dime, the most Biggest, most beautiful smile, she said, he'd want to go the way he went serving. Because mm. remember, his last words to her was, we've got work to do. Mm. And I think when we handled that and we talked about it, because we were still in the hunt and the fight, mm -hmm. uh, I think that from that tragedy, the way that he handled his last moments on earth and the way that his wife reacted, it was tragic, but the silver lining is it provided us mm -hmm. all. It lifted us up knowing okay. that that's the kind of commitment we have as as yeah. uh, as first responders, uh, I think that's uh, beautifully said, and I think the the community really stood up as well to to lift up the family and your agency as well during that difficult time. And I knew Sergeant Perez; I had the opportunity oh, to work with him, and a, a good man and yeah. a great public servant. And I think yeah. you said it; he he died doing uh, you know what was in his heart and his passion. I I will say that uh, how we lead and serve every day will determine how we lead and serve when the Harveys hit. Yeah. And uh, I think that what I told my team when Harvey was approaching, that we were about to experience something of biblical proportions. And I actually told them that they will be talking about the response of this police department and of this region, of all of our partners, for generations to come. Yeah. And so what I asked our officers was, what do you want to be told to your children, your grandchildren and their children, about you, your department in this moment in time. And I promised them that if they gave me the speaking points that I knew they were capable of giving us, that I would tell their story. Mm -hmm. And I can just close up from my perspective by saying, Ed, that I'm proud of uh, our teams. I'm part of our colleagues. And uh, above all else, I'm proud of our community that trusted us and a community that came together with its first responders to save untold lives. And we should all be grateful and, and feel blessed for that. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and uh, I say that as a native Houstonian, you know, I, I thank you uh, for your response of everything you did for our region, you know, our collective efforts. I'm proud, uh, very proud of our agency, our people proving to be so resilient and uplifting one another. Better days are ahead. Yep. And uh, again, I just want to thank you for your strong leadership, for being a friend and mentor. And uh, it, it's it's an honor to sit down and, and remember some of the good memories yeah. and some of the hard times that we went through during that time, but, but we made it and we're here. And uh, amen. Amen. Love you, bro. Thank you. Love you, my friend. Stories from the Storm is a project of the Houston Flood Museum in partnership with Houston Public Media and is supported by Houston Endowment. Visit HoustonFloodMuseum.org.